Ready to go? I am. It's up. It's 2.17 right now on Wednesday, September 30th. I wanted to give you a couple of minutes before we have today's guest. Uh, this is Eric Chase and the fam, the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that because the Facebook page that I would love for you to follow so you can stay up uh, updated with things is Eric Chase and the fam on Q105. So it makes some sense to uh, to do the podcast like that. Today's guest, who we'll get to uh, after this, I'm not recording with him for like another 90 minutes or so, he's working, is, a, is another internet friend. And I don't even know him that well. I know him as well as I couldn't, I, I know him as well as I could know someone without knowing them, but just through the internet. Because there's been a lot of back and forth over the years with Facebook and Twitter. And I think Rodney has listened to some some of the shows. I don't know. I'll ask him. But um, Rodney is a nerd. Rodney is a wrestler. And um, he's also, from what I can tell, a really good dude. And we struck a nerve last week when I went on a dating rant briefly. Rodney said, oh, I have some thoughts. So that's the uh, that's the crux or the impetus behind uh, Rodney being on the podcast today. So, you know, the schedule, the, the schedule loosely now until, you know, Floyd's not going anywhere, even though he has been nowhere. Um, we've got things with him. Hamburger Mary's Saturday night, five, seven and nine. That's in Toledo. Hopefully you can make it out. The plan is for the fam, myself, Ashley, Alex, pregnant Bethany. Some other people I've invited to come out and support Floyd, uh, but uh, he, there are other priorities at this time. Obviously, the schedule has shifted as well when we can record when he is available, but the uh, loose schedule is Alex Alex and Janet on Mondays. Alex again Tuesdays. Hopefully, a guest outside the fam on Wednesdays. Alex and Ashley on Thursdays, and then Philip abroad and Bethany until she uh, pops out her child, and she's like two weeks away from that. Uh, the obvious thing is the chaos and the unbelievable nature of what happened last night. The best pitcher in baseball got rocked by the Yankees. Uh, yeah, the, there was a baseball game last night and I, Alex had told me that the debate was on at seven. I was like, perfect. And then I had to, uh, I don't watch as much sports as I used to. I still follow it as closely as ever. I just don't care as much, and I don't watch it as much. But uh, Shane Bieber is the Indians pitcher. He is going to win the American League Cy Young Award for Best Pitcher in Baseball. And he, and he was incredible last night. And he was incredibly rocked by the Yankees last night as well. It was stunning. Um there are playoff nerves that strike down uh, even the most talented of pitchers, and it is a different beast, especially when you play uh, a revered team like the Yankees. And I haven't seen any quotes or anything, but Shane Bieber did not look like the dude who was so good in 12 games or so during the uh, regular season. How about this? Eric is tapping into some of his sports talk DNA to give you some of that. Uh, game two is tonight. Who's pitching for the Indians? I see. I I have I've lost it. Please sack maybe. So, uh, but no, it, it was unbelievable last night. And if you listened to yesterday's podcast about the debate, I warned you. I totally warned you. I said you got to go in knowing that no one's mind is going to change. And I would like to meet the human beings because there are some who are still undecided, and maybe those people just decided to avoid the debate, and they will read up 
on their own time and account to make their decisions rather than the yelling, interrupting chaos that was last night. Like I said yesterday, enjoy this for its entertainment value. You are not going to learn anything that you don't already know. Okay? Personally speaking, I thought Joe Biden started a little slow and then ramped it up with some good energy. Uh, Trump pushing his buttons and getting Biden a little bit more fiery impressed me and all all the more confirmed my conviction uh, with, with him. And I, 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 what did I just, I saw some a Facebook post before I came in here today saying, tell me why you're voting for Biden and not just against Trump. Well, hold on a second. Especially with someone as polarizing as the president, you can absolutely vote against someone. In other, in more usual times, Carrie Bush, McCain Obama, I can see that question having a, a, a little bit more importance, but not here. In fact, I love how every four years people are like, vote, 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 vote. And I find that somewhat counterintuitive or maybe maybe not transparent and forthcoming enough. If you're going to vote for who I'm not voting for, stay the hell home. Sit out. Don't worry about all the chaos of, do I mail it? Do I risk uh, Do I risk maybe getting the virus by going to the polls and waiting a long line? If you're not voting for, for who I am, stay the fuck home. Um, on... On his his on what happened last night, um, it, it was all expected. But I I must say, and it's taken aback, not taken back. I was taken aback, and there were questions that Joe Biden couldn't answer. One, as Josh on Twitter pointed out, he didn't answer the court packing one, and I'm gonna and, and no, he didn't. But I also say, as Chris Wallace did, with all the interrupting that Trump did, he did far more than Biden did. Um. Biden didn't have an opportunity to to answer uh, many questions. And I was very interested because I am new to this whole court packing thing where there is nothing in the Constitution. Uh, there, there's, there's something in, in our founding documents about how long Supreme Court justices can serve, but not how many can be on the court. There could literally be 100 Supreme Court judges. In the last handful of days, I'm thinking we might want to write some things up and say we're going to have five Republicans and five and five Democrats and and let the, the moderates figure it out. Um, so I wanted to hear Joe Biden speak on court packing last night because it's something very new to me and a very popular topic with uh, with with Trump's selection likely to just skate through when it becomes six to three uh, conservatives to Democrats on the Supreme Court, which can affect things for decades and maybe well beyond that. But he was interrupted, so Biden couldn't answer a, a lot of questions. But I was truly taken aback when, I mean, it's the talking point today uh, with the white nationalism question and the and, and Trump evoking the, the the Proud Boys, who apparently have already made patches and T-shirts and what is it? Stand by, stand back. That's their that's their 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 call to arms, as many people call it. I was taken aback when he refused to to. We're using that word. We're using this word a lot today. Denounce or renounce white nationalism. It's very simple, and he wouldn't do it. Dating back to Charlottesville, which was mentioned last night. That was what four years or so ago now. Everything I suspected with it with him was was on full display last night. And I'll say this: there are many reasons to support uh, a Republican, uh, Donald Trump, or vote against Democrats. I completely get that. I've even come around to you being pro-life, and I'm understanding of the moment of conception. I, I'm I'm wrapping my head around that a little bit. 
But if you don't denounce the president for his insufficient answer on white nationalism, if you don't say, that's not a good enough answer, Mr. President, my president, if you don't say, Mr. President, I need to know that you denounce these evil human beings who live here and cause so much chaos, if you don't find his answer insufficient, then you are one of two things. I know I'm kind of being a dick here, right? But I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you a choice. And I know that no one who thinks like this is listening to this podcast. We are all in agreement. And that's not a good thing because we should have an exchange of different ideas. But um, yeah, so if you're that person who isn't angered by the president's lack of an appropriate response to the Chris Wallace question about white nationalism, you're one of two things. Complicit or totally fucking stupid. I gave you a choice. How about that? These giant skeletons from Home Depot... I kind of want one. I don't have room on my lawn for one, but I am utterly fascinated by them. I've posted them on several social media places, and uh, it looks like they're sold out everywhere and exclusive to Home Depot. And uh, 300 bucks. I made a dumb purchase on Friday night. More shoes that I'm never going to wear, and I'm not courageous enough to start selling them. Um, Andre's surgery, and thanks to community pet care, down the road, uh, near Artist Brew Works, past the roundabout, Detroit and the trail. You're like, where the hell is that at? There's a gas station, and it's kind of where the trail shoots to mommy, but community pet care, community pet care, community pet clinic. Uh, that was about 400 some dollars for Andre to get a cleaning and a tooth extraction. He's all good. Thanks for the thoughts. But uh, I've had some, I, I'm going to re up my home warranty. I think it might be like $600, but uh, I, I have a leak in my home where there's a brown spot on my kitchen ceiling. The bathroom is above. I paid $75, a copay a co-insurance, whatever you want to call it, uh, to have some some plumbers come out and look at it on Tuesday. Uh, with how little I know about home ownership and home upkeep, uh, it's $600 I will happily spend. So, And I paid an extra mortgage payment to bring down the amount of years on the mortgage. But if I could find one, 300 bucks for a giant skeleton, I love skeletons. I love all the scary stuff. Um, I would... Uh, I would, I'm, I'm utterly fascinated by having, was it like, is it six? No, it's like nine feet tall. How tall is the, the skeleton from Home Depot? Also, let me play you something equally as unbelievable as last night. I hope I didn't delete it. Give me one minute here. Oh, I haven't. So I heard this as I was eating dinner last night, and it was equally as unbelievable as what was happening last night. But then again, last night wasn't that unbelievable. I found it utterly fascinating, and it was, it was obviously disappointing. But it was entertaining. It was entertaining to me. I went into last night with the right mindset. It's kind of like um, when your football team loses 45-42. That's a pretty entertaining game. You're disappointed, but man, it's like, oh, that was, that was good. That was an entertaining game. Um, what year do you think this is from? It's from the Today Show, Brian Gumble, Katie Couric. So that gives you an idea of roughly when this aired. But it's not that long ago. And listen to the way they speak about something that we use, something that most of us couldn't live without right now. Play. To translate that. I'll start again. Back now at 56 past. I wasn't prepared to translate that as I was doing that little tease. Oh, that's that right. That little mark with the A and then the ring around it. At. See, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie said she thought it was about. Yeah. Oh. But I'd never heard or it. Around. I'd never heard it said. About, I'd always seen around. the mark, but never yeah. heard it said. And then yeah. it sounded stupid when I said it. Violence at NBC. 
I mean, I wouldn't be around for the lunchroom the other week. There it is. Violence at NBC, GE, com. I mean, well, what Allison should know. What, what do you is say internet about anyway? What is internet? Internet is uh, that massive computer right. network. Mm -hmm. The one that's becoming really big now. Huge. In fact, like I said, maybe it's something that one day we won't be able to live without. Any idea what year that came from? 1994. I think my first internet experience, my friend had some, my friend Brian Kasner, maybe it was around 94 or 95, had something on his computer that allowed you to connect with people across space and time and states. And I was always fascinated by it because I thought I could, thought I could date girls or talk to girls. Uh, that was 1994. So not that long ago. 20, 26 years ago, Brian Gumbel and Katie Kirk, they're talking about the internet like it's literally some kind of magic trick, like sorcery has just happened. A, a black hole to another dimension has opened up on their set. And there's a long YouTube video that continues on, but that was the, the gist of it. My uh, second fuller internet experience was when we got what, what we all got in 96 or 97, Free America Online. You get 30 hours free to talk to people on the internet chat rooms more chances to talk to girls because i was frightened to do it in person because i i was bigger i was fat and uh didn't like my haircut that that problem worked itself out i had a big nose but america online chat rooms for sports and music and you know people in philadelphia i think what was my uh god the first name was ab skating at aol.com what else did i have like sports player names. So that was my first internet experience. I have not had an experience at Registry Bistro since they've opened up. Pound for pound, the best restaurant in Toledo is probably Kango. But I don't I don't like sushi. I would eat Kango's foot before I would eat, eat some of the things that he offers. He's got some wild, exotic things, and I know you love the omakase that he does. But for me, my I think the best restaurant is Registry Bistro right there across the Commodore Perry. Um, I went there a lot when I first moved here. It would be a place. I, I like, you know, dark, chill places. And that place, Chic too, for sure, loved it. Um, I went there twice a month at least, sometimes more. Every weekend, sometimes uh, when I first moved here, a little bit less as there were more and more options downtown, and it got a little busier. But I love their menu, and is the menu you, you think registry and, and the atmosphere there, and the aesthetic, and how great of a chef Eric is. You think, oh man, I, I don't, I can't do like forty dollars an entree, or that's like a very special night out. Entrees, a lot of them are under thirty bucks, and they're really, really good. Um, I know at times I've gotten like the wedge salad and the wedge salad, which could be a full meal in itself, excuse me, and uh, the bacon maple jam meatloaf burger. I don't like meatloaf, but it is delicious. And it's one of like the starter things, but it is totally a full meal. But um, check out Registry Bistro. This, uh, this was not paid for by anyone at Registry. And uh, I bring this up because they're now open again. They were closed most of the summer, I think because of COVID reasons. And uh, Mary, I don't know how to pronounce Mary's last name from the, from the Blade, did something over at Registry. And she tasted some kind of pickled beer batter wings. Uh, there's definitely pickling going on, and um, yeah, so it, it's it's got my mouth watering right now. Uh, the picture I've got it posted up on um, Eric Chase and the Fam 
Facebook page. So um, without further ado, please uh, let's take a couple of minutes here, or actually a lot of minutes, and I'm going to get to know uh, as much about Rodney as you are. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly fine. Good. I hear a little echo of my voice in uh, back your way, but as long as it doesn't disturb you, I don't think any listeners are going to hear it. Awesome. I mean, I don't really hear it, so I think it's fine. Um. So, uh, you wanted to be on the podcast to talk to talk about dating, right? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of bad experience in it, <laughs> and I as well talk about it. I want to ask you about it, but first, since we've never actually had a conversation more than like uh, 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 the length of something on Twitter... I figured I would just ask some basics. Awesome, yeah. Because honestly, we've like interacted for years now, but never really had like a full on sit down conversation. Right. Well, I'm sure you're like me. We're we're very similar. That's why we've had this this little internet thing for so long, where you have really close friends or uh, whatever you want to call it, people on the internet who you have never met before. But like when something like I just saw some some Miss Marvel news broke, they casted the character. Oh, they did? Who'd they cast? Some unknown girl. Like, it's literally like her first job. Oh. So, I, I, like, threw it immediately. Like, I had to message a couple of people who I have never met before because we just, you know, we we bond over these things. Oh, definitely. Like, I have friends that I've made through, like, wrestling or things like Yu-Gi-Oh! that are, like, on the other side of the country. Um, let's, let's talk about the wrestling stuff, which I didn't know of yours until... Did you just start posting this stuff within the last year? Yes, I was trained. My, my first official match was May fourth, two thousand nineteen. Okay, so not that long ago, because I, I didn't recognize any of this from years ago when when you first popped up, and then all of a sudden you're in a ring somewhere. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. I, ironically enough, the thing that happened was I broke up with my ex, and I needed something new to like devote all this passion I have into it. So I got in better shape and started wrestling. Which uh, which Planet Fitness do you go to? Um, it honestly depends on the day. Uh, mostly the one on Lasky, but the one on Glendale is right by my parents' house. So sometimes I go to that one. Okay. Yeah, when I, when I was living downtown, I would shoot up to the Lasky one. But uh, when I come over to the station, that that Glendale one was right there. But I I've moved. How is Lasky these days? Because I'm over at Holland, Sylvania now, the new one. Oh, I haven't been to that one. I just heard about it. Um, yeah. Lasky's been fine. It's honestly since the pandemic, I've been going earlier in the day, and mm-hmm. that seems to be better for me because there's no one around. Right. What uh? What when you're there? At a different time, or when you first started going back, it probably opened when mine did, like the the end of May, right? Uh, yeah. Were uh, were were you concerned? Were people pretty courteous, and did they take care of themselves there? Um, yeah, it was. I was started going in the morning, like that when everything opened back up. I've kind of gone in three different stages with my Planet Fitness uh, time. When I first started going, I would go super late at night. Like I'd get off work at Dave and Buster's and go at like one in the morning. You know, I remember all like, I literally, I have a weird memory. Maybe you do too, but like, I remember when your posts would pop up. So yeah, you were always late at night or I'd wake up to them the next day or be early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have really weird things. I remember about that too. Like that's how I remember most of your, uh, transformers collection. (laughs) 
Well, that, those but, aren't, those aren't hard to forget, but uh, I I know I get it. So you you go late at night, and what was it like then? Um, it was a ghost town. Typically, nobody would be there. There'd maybe two other people in the entire building, and that's why I liked going the most. Right. But then I got a new job, and I started working at like seven in the morning. So I would go later in the like afternoon evening time, and it'd be really busy. Yeah. Because everybody's getting off work and they're like, oh, let me go work out now. Yep, forget that. In my entire gym going life, I've done everything I possibly could to not go to the gym between like four and seven. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Like, I would try to, like, I, sometimes I'd go home and just take a nap and then get up, like, go at like nine or 10. Right. But I'm finding now that I'm going at like five in the morning, it's not as dead as it used to be or as the. Midnight 1 a.m. crowd, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty spacious. There's not a lot of people, right? Um, well, the Holland Sylvania one is like kind of like off the grid because nobody ever goes to that shopping center. Actually, since I started, since I moved and started going to that one, um, like a third of the, which is like two, like a third of the stores in that shopping center have closed. So people never know it's back there. Like you say, Planet Fitness in Holland, Sylvania, and that's a long road and nobody has any idea where it is. And I'm totally fine with that. Um, it's over by uh, St. John's, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, there's a, it's where the new Burlington is and there's a Coles there and a Bed Bath and so there's stuff there, but it's, it's so off the beaten path. I feel you. Um, the only reason I even know that that place exists is because I went to school at St. John's and I would look at it every day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I <laughs> When I lived downtown, I never came over where I live now, the Spring Meadows area, because it's a bitch to drive airport from the trail to basically burn because everyone is driving so slow. It's like they're cooking meth in their car. <laughs> it re- like, I don't know what it is about that burn Glendale intersection. I lived in that area by for a long time when I was growing up, and I can tell you it's always been horrible, literally always. And you can't – so there's a there's the dotted line or whatever you want to call it. It's not a solid yellow line. So you, you can pass on the left if you've got the balls to do it. Um, and there's so many times I want to do it, but the road is just not wide enough, and there's always somebody coming the other way that I don't want to risk it. But I hate it. Like it's nice, but I'm I'm sure it's up to some criminal behavior that that's the motive behind it. But no, everybody does the speed limit or less on that strip of road. Yeah, I, that is weird. Like I've noticed that too. A lot of people do exactly 35 miles an hour, and I'm like, guys, we can we can we can go a little bit faster here. Please come on. You're okay. It's fine. Just I'll die slowly in my car. It's okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so where do you live now? Uh, currently I live off of, uh, central in Detroit. Have you, you've grown up in Toledo your whole life? Yes. Been anywhere else in, been anywhere else in your life? Um, I, when I joined the Navy, I was in Chicago and then I was in San Antonio. Okay. Aside from that, I came right back to Toledo. Did, uh, did you go anywhere fun with the Navy? Uh, no, not really. Unfortunately, I, no, no deployments like internationally or anything. No, but if I honestly could redo the whole thing, if I had to do it again, one, I would get in. But if I had to, I would definitely go active duty and do a lot of the fun stuff. 
I have a, like, I don't even know how well you know me, but I, I have a friend who I do um, suicide prevention coalition stuff with, Jen Wakefield, and she was in the Navy for a long time. And she, uh, she, she said some really cool spots. I'm, I'm very envious of her. Well, I mean, I appreciate the suicide prevention coalition stuff. I really do. Like, that's an issue that like matters a lot to me. So right. I do appreciate anyone and everyone doing something about it, especially from what I learned in the Navy and how high the suicide rate was. Well, at least when I was in. Um, I just saw something the other day that said that that numbers are up across the the military, and I'm I'm guessing the military includes the Navy, right? Yeah, yep, it would, and I'm honestly not surprised. I I would I think I might have been a little surprised. Now I didn't dig into it because I stopped reading when it said um, it's hard to get accurate numbers anyway from the military as to what's actually happening. And I get it if like I think the number is is it. No, no, no. It's like 30 veterans a day commit suicide, kill themselves, um, which is an awful number. But if I were the Navy or the military, I get it. It's all about keeping secrets, and you don't want the secret getting out that when you do this, you potentially put your mental health and your your life on the line, not because of what you're going into, but what you leave from and how you settle back into life. And as my friend Jen says, they give you all this incredible training to send you into the most dangerous places on earth. And then they're like, all right, you're good to go. Go get a job now in Chicago or something. Yeah, the the problem I have is a lot of veterans are just kind of left to be twisting in the wind at like post uh, their military career. It's like, oh, once they're done with you, they don't really care. And it's honestly horrible to see because I talk to a lot of veterans who have been going through some really rough times, especially since the VA has been scaled back year after year. It just, I hate seeing it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's an, it's an awful thing. Like to put an exclamation on, on that point. And, and Jen, when we go out and talk to certain groups, uh, like men, um, who may or may not, many have, have been in the, uh, the armed forces in, in one way or another. We talk about how like you get all this incredibly expensive training and we create these nearly perfect soldiers so that, you know, we can do this job and save freedom and all the cliches. And then, like you said, it's, you don't get an ounce of that when you leave. And I, and I guess some of that, Jen's told me that some of it is getting better, but it, it's almost like you need more training to, to re-enter society than you do to go to a battlefield or, or something like that. Not to, to make light of that, but more training needs to happen to get people back into their normal lives so that you don't have all these suicides. Yeah, because people are dealing with, like you said, some of the most horrible things you can imagine and then just being told, okay, have, have fun with the nightmares. Yeah. And it's really like just disheartening to see it. But I'm glad to see that there are they're trying to kind of have the conversation more and do more about it. But I do again, believe that more needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I, I saw something on Instagram earlier, just like an hour or so ago. And it was just somebody from a psychiatrist or psychologist saying, how can we further the, the discussion about mental health and erase the stigma when uh, you got the president saying some of the things that he said last night. And I, I've reached the point now. Mm. <laughs> we're not going to talk <laughs> about that. And we'll Please to, don't. <laughs> and, and, and we'll get to the dating stuff. Don't worry, don't worry. But I just have so many questions about my internet friend. Um, yeah. I, I've gotten to the point now where if somebody 
goes, it's all in your head, you know, get over it, or something like that, or they're totally dismissive of it. Like, your opinion is completely invalid to me. You don't matter to me at all. In fact, you're a fucking idiot. Like, this isn't some kind of Harry Potter sorcery. This is real stuff. This is supported by science for decades now. Like, you are inconsequential to me. So I, I never, I'd always tell people, if somebody says you're, you're making it up or something, don't take that, that person's opinion because it's worthless. Yeah, and I've never understood that idea of, oh, it's all in your head. It's called mental illness. <laughs> yes. Where else would it be? <laughs> like, it's one of those things where I've, again, dealt with this a lot growing up for a variety of reasons, different traumas that we're not going to go into right now. But the thing that I've never understood is how people will say these events don't matter. But you can see in these same people things that have, like, clearly affected them like events like people that say like facts don't care about your feelings but still herald 9-11 as like one of the worst things that's ever happened to this country which again it's a bad thing but you also feel that it's weird that the disconnect between other people's emotions and their emotions and how they don't see how their own emotions affect their decision making yeah and it's kind of fascinating to see how people can be so emotionally ignorant yeah, they're, they're just the, the the good thing with dealing with you know. Do, do you have a, a diagnosis uh, or what? What do you got? Um, I have clinical depression uh, with I think it was minor bipolar okay. disorder. So it, it's a oh. lot. Of, it's a lot of my stuff too. Similar stuff. Yeah. And um, we we've become very intuitive and very self aware of our of our feelings because of this and, and our thoughts. And someone who doesn't deal with it doesn't have that kind of intuition. So I, I cut them a little bit of slack, but when you're completely dismissive and you're name calling and all that nonsense, it's just like you, you're irrelevant to me. And the other slack I'll cut them is, and this is where we've made a little bit of headway over the years. Um, like you see a nine 11 thing, uh, with you, what's the worst injury you've ever had from, from wrestling? Thankfully, I actually don't have any and like knock on wood. I don't never injured myself in, more than like maybe just like a sore back after a long match or like taking a gnarly bump, but like nothing serious. What's the worst you've seen in the ring? Um, geez, like in person or are you talking like uh, just ever? Ever works. Um, I've seen that literally seen people die. Mm. Um, Sid Vicious breaking his leg like okay. compound fracture. I that hate was those. like. Something, yeah. So Ooh. when I com, uh, band-aids, compound fractures, I don't want any of that shit. Um, when you see those things, like it's 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 visual, you can see it and go, "Oh, that hurts," and people can't see inside brains, but so I can see why you know you see that physical pain. Somebody rips up a knee, or like you talked about with a long match and a back, like somebody can understand and put one and one together, but they can't. They can't. Many people can't grasp, I don't feel well. Well, why not? Nothing's wrong. Well, it's just because of the way I am. They, they have a hard time grasping that. And I hope before we're dead, there are scans that can give the, the doubters more proof. Um, I hope so, too. But honestly, that the, you hit the nail on the head with the, I feel bad, why, I don't know. Because sometimes, like, even recently, I've been having moments where I'm just like, man, why am I just so out of it right now? And then I realized, oh, right, um, the country's on fire. 
Yeah. I should probably, that probably is affecting me emotionally. <laughs> yeah. And our, our lives have changed a lot. Um, how old are you? I am 27. My birthday was last, literally a week ago. Happy birthday. Happy about belated. I, I, I had 27 in my head. Um, tell, tell me about wrestling. Um, do you visualize body slamming your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> I mean, I did that while we were together. <laughs> Well, but that should... was a very different context. Right, 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 right. So, 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 why, why wrestling? Like, did you did you grow up watching it? I mean, what was the what oh, was the yeah. appeal? Um, I started watching it when I was in fifth grade, and I just apparently really liked drama and soap operas mixed with high athleticism. Who and who, who were you, like in fifth grade? Who did you get into? Like, what time period was that? Um, that was two thousand four. I was. Getting into the ruthless aggression era, um, I can actually tell you the month I watched my first uh, episode of Raw. Okay, it was like it was I want to say the second week of November, whatever Monday that was. It okay. was I remember getting ready for Survivor Series. That's why I remember it so well. Okay, but it was a very interesting time. I really liked Eddie Guerrero and I really liked Shawn Michaels. If you can't tell from my profile pictures. <laughs> I can, but I don't know wrestling that well. Uh, one of my friends, I posted like what's now my prof- like my main profile picture, and one of my friends immediately called me out on being an Eddie Guerrero mark, and I was like, "You got me." <laughs> uh, what was the appeal of Eddie Guerrero? He, he's he's dead now, right? He passed away. Yes, he. Okay. The thing is, he he died like a like less than a year of or about a year of me watching. Like he died in November of. 2005 but he's just he's a very sound performer he had honestly having it all sounds like an under like a cliche but he really did he had the moves the charisma the just ability to have a match with anybody being able to just tell a decent to great story in the ring no matter who he was with and then some of his classics with like Rey Mysterio um when I started watching he was was working with uh, Booker T and kind of in the WWE title picture, but I don't know. I just really, and he drove a low rider to the ring, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I've always been in and out of wrestling. I was into it when I was a kid because of, it was, I grew up in like the Hulk, uh, the Hulk Hogan era and ultimate warrior and all those guys. Then I got out of it. And then, uh, so I missed uh, bat uh, heel Heel, uh, Hulk Hogan. What was that in NW? Was it NWO? Yep, the NWO. And uh, I, I missed that. But then I, around the same time you were into it, I, I got taken. Somebody took me to, um, uh, whether it was Raw or a house show or something. It was Monday night, so maybe that was Raw. And it was in Orlando. And uh, I, I was never opposed to it. I never, I never slammed on wrestling or anything. But I loved it. It, it was like um, what people say about hockey. It's like you might not watch it, but if you go to it, you'll really enjoy it. And I love the heck out of it. And that got me into, into uh, wrestling in, in the two nights a week for at least a couple of years. And then I got out of it, but they come here all, well, they did come here all the time. And I would never turn down free tickets because it's a blast to go to these things. Yeah. And you, you, one, you're definitely right about hockey because I don't really watch hockey. But if you say, hey, want to go to a walleye game, I'm down because it's just so fun. Yeah. But yeah. with wrestling, it's a little different for me now because since I've become trained and since I know all this, like, you know, know a bit more about it, I'm always like critiquing or trying to learn. 
but like with hockey, it's something I just sit down and just enjoy. Yeah. No, that being said, God. Um, I think the last time, yeah, the last time they were here, my sister actually got us, like, got me tickets, and we went, and we were like in the first row. It was great. Who uh, do you remember? Who you saw that night that you really enjoyed? Like, who do you respect and and maybe model what you do after these days? Um, that was actually the night they had the gauntlet match for the elimination chamber pay per view. It's actually the beginning of Kofi Kingston's big push to the WWE title in WrestleMania 35. And it was actually pretty cool that I didn't realize I was watching something that important. Rodney, hold on. One se- of- Rodney, hold on one second. Hold on. Tell me about that sweeper. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. I wrote it down. I'm going to fix it. Okay. Does it not have a crossfade? Uh, that's probably what it is. I'll get it fixed. Okay. I'm going to take off. You need to be calling. All right. Thanks. Sorry, Rod. Uh, we record while the show's on the air, so just got to keep make sure everything's off and rolling. Uh, Kofi, gotcha. Kofi, Kofi Kingston, he's the short black guy, right? Um, yeah, actually, I can't, honestly can't tell you how tall a lot of these people are, but he's, he was around for like 10 years. He did the, all the creative rumble spots trying to like stop, like prevent from being eliminated and watching that match, watching him, like he was just inserted into this match because one guy got injured, uh, Mustafa Ali got injured and he was had this just amazing run during the match and the crowd just got super into it and I got super into it. And it was just a really great thing to witness because I already really like the New Day for a variety of reasons. I mean, they're African-American wrestlers who are just there themselves and I love it. By the way, Rodney's back. I I am. Provide a little context. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I was thinking of the shorter guy. He's not the New Day. So it's Kofi Kingston. Who are the other two? Um, Biggie and Xavier Woods. You're probably thinking about Xavier. Short guy, looks like a miniature Cam Newton. Yeah, Xavier Woods. <laughs> and I that's, t- that's my dude too. I love him to death. Uh, they came and visited. Did you listen to the old morning show? Is like that how you how you connected with me or knew me? Um, kind of. Yeah, that and you were asking about my job when I was working at that pizza place. <laughs> Which pizza place? Um, Rivals. Remember they had the giant pizza, like oh, the 32 inch pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, down on uh, on Sylvania, right? Yep. Now I put it all together. Yeah, because I used to go to the Y over there and I passed this little dive pizza shop. Yes, I got it now. Um, those guys came to visit the old morning show before and I'm always like up in the air with famous people that come by. It's hit or miss. Those guys were so much fun. And I get it. They, like, they know how... The wrestlers know how to turn it on. But it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. And they were three of the sweetest dudes. Like, they were so cool. In fact, I told Xavier Woods, I'm like, you're like a miniature Cam Newton. And he started cracking up. They were great dudes. Yeah, they. I mean, they seem like great people from everything I've heard. And everything I've seen them do, I've always felt like it was genuine. Like, it was... This is... Just them being themselves, having fun as friends, trying to, again, tell like, entertain you, but they're also really trying to entertain themselves. And it, it just works on this level that I wish I could replicate, but I also draw a lot of inspiration from. So what are your aspirations for wrestling? Um, honestly, I do want to get signed to a major promotion sometime in the next few years. Um, I want to take this as far as I can go, but I also really want to preserve my body. Right. That's a big thing for me because I've seen and heard so many horror stories that 
you don't want to just go out there and throw yourself on concrete for 20 minutes straight, three nights a week. That, that doesn't, that's not good for you. So you want to be able to, to do what you do and make everything entertaining, but also protect yourself. Sure. Cause I'm sure there's some parallels to football with, I mean, that's ramming your head into to somebody else and it's as safe as it's, it's going to be right now. Wrestling is doing the head thing, but with your whole body. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you got to learn from the beginning just so you can protect yourself and take these moves as safely as possible without crippling yourself or crippling your opponent. What What's that like and where did you learn at? Well, I started learning down in Columbus at Ohio Pro Wrestling Academy. Well, it actually isn't like Newark, but just outside Columbus. And I was going there until they cleared me and then I was still going back for additional training because I still kind of sucked and now I go to Skull and Bone Professional Wrestling and Fitness it's also on Lasky but like the other end other end uh, like towards Sylvania or going what towards east? Telegraph got it okay okay um so what's what has it been like has has been, wrestling been shut down since the pandemic um, it was shut down for a little bit, but uh, wrestlers are a stubborn bunch. So we started running shows. I wrestled my first match back in June. Mm-hmm. Like the first week of June. I didn't have a show between March and uh, that first week of June. But um, we opened school back up like middle of May with, you know, precautions and everything. And we've been kind of training ever since. What's it uh, like? I, I bet people who might be listening would want to know about this. How do you get involved? What is it? What does it cost? What kind of physical requirements do you have to meet? Um, honestly, you just need to be in decent shape, but even then you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to get in ring shape and ring shape is something completely different than just being in shape. Right. Because there's so much what you do when you wrestle um as for how you get involved i mean you just come by the school and talk to our trainers uh ck and uh, trey miguel they can help you get started show you what we do and like a typical training a typical workout and start helping you get through the programs how long does the training usually take it honestly depends on the person i've seen people just like take to it like the fish out of water. I've seen people struggle, but it's honestly about. If, if, I know we have one student now that if it wasn't for the pandemic, he would already be wrestling. He, he would have been wrestling months ago. And like that was another thing that kind of slowed down a lot of. Like even though we had some shows going, the volume has just dropped tremendously. Sure. When when's the the next show? When, when's your next show? My next show is actually in Temperance, Michigan. So it's like the like 10 minutes across the border. Um, it's going to be on 10-10-2020. Okay. So, uh, wow. So in two weeks. Yep, in two weeks. Okay. Uh, do you know, do you know Gary Paulette? I've seen the name before. I have to connect you guys. So Gary does the... Uh, what used to be the Monroe Comic Con. Now he had to change the name because Comic Con tried to sue him. Uh, actually, he just had the virtual version of the show two weeks ago. But I think it, 
Gary does some wrestling events up there, and he oh, does. He, a, does, he doesn't work with Rhino, doesn't he? Yeah, he. he they have the, what is their low expectations podcast, and yeah, Rhino is his dude. I actually just uh, lent Rhino my uh, car jack recently. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Well, um, when you get it back, you'll have to tell them to introduce you to Gary because I think they have a show coming up in a couple of weeks. They do. I'm going to try to take some time off work so I can go up there and help um, out with it. Excellent. Um, all right. So the first, uh, the, the red flag that went up last week was you. something about dating. And I for, forget what I was bitching about. There obviously is plenty to bitch about. So let's, uh, let's, let's start with the horror stories. Where do you want to begin? Um, it's like, honestly, the thing that's kind of been messing with me or I guess by a lot of my setbacks from it where I went from like not have like really having bad luck with women to having a relationship that was about four and a half years long. Okay. So my social skills, when it came to like talking to women, were just out the window. So that was a, that's been fun trying to get those back. Um, uh, one of my favorite bad dates was I ended up going out with my friend's girlfriend's best friend. Okay. Seems so safe. kind of a friend of a friend. Yeah. Yep. So I ended up uh, asking her on a date and I was like, oh, we can go bowling because I saw in a lot of her uh, Facebook pictures that she liked to go bowling. Okay. And good intel. A little bit way. background. Thank you. I, I do like to do my research. <laughs> But um, a little bit of background on me. My grandfather is like, he doesn't claim he's a professional, but he's been doing leagues for longer than I've been alive. And he taught me how to bowl when I was younger, when I was playing, doing that with little school leagues when I was like Arlington and stuff. Okay. So I'm a pretty decent bowler, even though I don't keep up with it very well. You know what you're at? What do you, what would you, all right, well, let's go to the, did you make it to bowling? Um, yeah, so I picked her up and we went to we went to bowling. Okay, and uh, she had no idea what she was doing. Like <laughs> okay. it was, it was bad. Like I ended up putting, I think I did like a hundred fifty pins, which isn't that great, but still way better than her like thirty two. <laughs> did she hit a lot of gutters? Yeah, okay. um. I knew it was going to be bad when I watched her walk up to the line and just kind of flick her wrist and the ball just fell in front of her and just kind of slowly tumbled into the gutter. And I was like, oh, this so we, isn't this isn't good. <clears throat> was this the beginning of it going bad that she sucked at bowling? I mean, yeah, for me, because I'm really competitive okay. and I don't believe in, like, holding back. So I just demolished her and I could see that she was getting upset by it and I was like don't lie to me next time <laughs> I hope you have something that's worse than this like did she drop did she throw a ball in your car uh, oh did, I I have nothing that bad um, there was the time I took a girl's virginity a week after meeting her <clears throat> how old were you then 25 how old yeah, 25. Was she? It was like right before my birthday. How old was she? Um, uh, about the same age. Okay. Well, she good for her for good for her, I guess, for for waiting such a long time. How did so? Did she want to have her virginity taken or? Um, based on the conversations we had, 
from what I've gathered, she was just kind of looking for somebody to pop the cherry so she could go back to some dude who was being weird about it. Got it. Okay. That's it was like fair. a week later, she was like, oh, I think we should just be friends. We moved really fast. And I was like, I mean, I think so too, but like it's okay. Like, you filled out the application. This is, this is the box you checked. This is... Um, <laughs> So what what are your these this is a lot tamer than I expected. I thought you were just gonna like rant for, for minutes on end. What are your well, biggest I guess my thing is when it comes to dating, it's just a lot of conjecture, I guess I would say. Like it's a lot of me trying to figure out what this girl wants. And I feel like there's a lot like there's a lack of communication, especially in well, I don't know if it's just this area or like other places too. But, like, this one girl I was talking to, or sorry, this one person I was talking to, um, they were, like, we were talking just kind of casually, like, how you doing, blah, blah, we get to know you. Cut to, like, literally mid-conversation, you just start sending me nudes. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're here now. So we started going with that route, and then... We hung out one time and then she acted like she didn't want to talk to me anymore or like just stopped replying. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I made a joke about getting ghosted and then she sends me this long message, really upset that I was just like assuming things about them and acting like I was this nice person when I really wasn't. And I was like, I... I don't know what to tell you. I tried to talk to you and you just completely ignored me. So I just assumed you didn't want to talk. I'm not going to like sit here and try to make you talk to me. But at the same time, like I do in another thing I really hate hearing is I don't owe you an explanation because truly, truthfully, you don't. I understand that. But if you don't give me an explanation, I'm kind of allowed to just make up whatever I feel like. You're not even make up what I feel like. It's kind of guess questions in the air. Like, oh, I guess, you know, she just, they just didn't want to talk to me or they just don't like me or what have you. It's not personal, but if you don't give me answers, I'm going to try to fill them in myself. Right. And then you can't get upset for those blank spaces being filled out. I'll, I'll totally co-sign with you that uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought I was very worldly before, but I've been here now for like for like eight years now, and I haven't been home a lot to the East Coast, and I still talk to friends and stuff, but most of the people that I guess I still interact with around all over the country are, are married and not dating, so I don't have a lot of great dating knowledge. Even that's the, that's the case here, but I, so I don't know if this is here, uh, the time we're in, or, or what it is, but I will completely co-sign that people's communication skills um, are really lousy, and I would also say, and, and we're on the same page here when it, when it comes to to um, our own our own personal mental bandwidth. A lot of people don't know how to handle themselves, and you illustrated that a couple of times with people, um, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating because you know you have certain things that you'd like or you hope for for somebody, and then you find out, and it, it's a different level of disappointing than it was like twenty years ago. I think it would, yeah, it's definitely a lot of disappointment, but I've just kind of g- gone into things with a nihilist, a more nihilistic view. 
I just don't really expect anything from anyone I'm talking to unless like she proves to me I should expect that from her. Sure. No, I, I like the reason I got the reason I got annoyed was because the time we hung out, we had this 20 minute conversation about how communication is the most important thing in any relationship. And we had like this, like, Oh yeah, I agree with you. You got to do this and you got to just talk. And even if it's difficult, blah, 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 blah. And then you cut to just not telling me what's going on. Right. Words, but the actions don't support it. Oh yeah. That's, That's the fun part. Um, we've got to wrap up here in just a couple minutes, but, uh, have you, you've, you've used all the apps, right? What's your, what's your results there? Um, ironically enough, like right when we started, I just got a match from Tinder. I haven't even like opened it yet, but like, as we were getting set up, a little thing pinged up. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I don't know if you know, you probably don't, but I'm banned from Tinder and it's for the, I do remember you saying that. Which was fucking amazing. Like, I had no idea. I see all, you see all the junk things. Like, obviously, if you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing, you see all these people promoting all their, like, their OnlyFans, their Instagram. So, apparently, I didn't put the correct text or font in to say, I'm only here to pad my OnlyFans. And I got booted. So, it was, Oof. it was fruitless anyway. Not a, not a big loss there. Um, yeah. But have you, have, I don't spend too much, I don't spend too much time on Tinder because honestly, we, with wrestling, I'm, out of town a lot. Right. So it's not a matter of me, like, like half the time I'm genuinely not even trying, but then I'll like, it'll be like two in the morning and I'm like, I wish I had a girlfriend. Yeah. Let me do this now when a parent will like and forget about it in a day because I'm doing something else. <laughs> they, they were, I, I never invested myself deeply in them. It was, you know, a very small percentage chance that something works out. And, and occasionally they have, I met some, some decent people had some good dates. Um, but it's more like a pastime in the same way that I open, you know, some other random app that isn't social media just to see what's happening. I'll do that. Swipe mostly left and then go back about my day. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Like I'll swipe right on my very, very specific criteria. And then I'll be like, well, that didn't work. I wonder why. Did I really try? Not really. Oh, well. <laughs> well, and it sounds like your head's in a good space because when I was younger and, and before I got properly medicated and knew what the hell was going on, I, I took everything in devastating fashion and I was so bad at beating myself up. Like, I, it, it, it was, the, it was the, the apex of if you don't like yourself, nobody else is going to like you. It was, it was bad, 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 bad. That was, that was me like two years ago. When like I first started trying to date again, and I just wouldn't get any matches, and I'd be like, "What's wrong with me?" And I right. just now I just don't really care as much because I'm a lot more content with who I am as a person. I feel like I know what I offer, I know what I'm good at, I know what I can bring to the table in a relationship, and if that's not enough, that's not my fault. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm also not saying like I'm going to try to make myself fit in with somebody who clearly I'm not fitting with. Yeah. And and people 
who you would think would be attracted to one another aren't because we we don't all like the the same things. That's why I love my I always use my strip club example. That's why there are black girls, white girls, Asian girls, Hispanic girls, and there are girls with big butts and small butts and big boobs and small boobs because what you like might not be what somebody else likes. Exactly. And just because I'm not what somebody else likes, that doesn't mean I'm lesser. Right. I mean, I I made the joke before. It was like, oh, there's somebody else I'm more attracted to. Well, he doesn't have an ice cream flavor named after him, so I think you're losing. <laughs> but just whatever. Uh, well, good to talk to you. And Rivals, now it all makes sense. Rivals Pizza. Rivals Pizza is now closed. <laughs> oh, shit. Was, was the food good? It was. I really liked it there. Like, I really liked the food. I remember making the quesadilla pizza, like, right before I ended up leaving. What's your go-to pizza place now? Um, mm, that's a very good question. Uh, I honestly try not to eat pizza because of uh, wrestling reasons, Mm -hmm. but I can't turn down. Like, I really like Papa John's because my dad worked there when I was growing up. So I used that's kind of like my standard. We only have like one here, right? Um, we have a few. There's like one by UT, there's one over on like Tremainsville. There's not very many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For all the commercials we see, there's not many of those or, or Domino's. Well, Rodney Gordon, it was good to talk to you. It was good to put a voice, uh, although I expected your voice and inflection to be exactly what it was, but it was very good to talk to you. It was very good to talk to you as well, my dude. Um, I really you, enjoyed it. Do you want me to uh, connect you with Gary or you want to handle all that on your own? Oh, honestly, please do. I'd love okay. to talk to him. I will. I will. Awesome, dude. Well, good to chat with you. I'll get this posted up here real shortly, okay? All right, sounds great. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, talk to you later. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to wire up Alex and Ashley, and we will hit another podcast episode here for Eric Chase and the fam. As they all say, bye.